game on. It's time for Wolverines Weekly. Conversations with WDC coaches and athletes. Let's hustle to it. Hello, happy Saturday. Welcome to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. I'm CJ Baumgartner. We have a lot to discuss with the WDC head coaches, including head dance coach Maddie Horn. She's going to join the program when we return on Wolverines Weekly. Time out. Wolverines Weekly will be right back. Play ball. Booyah. We're back with more Wolverines Weekly here on KWAD. Welcome back to Wolverines Weekly. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head dance coach, now Maddie Horn. Maddie, thanks for taking the time to, to join the program. How's it been going for you? It's been great. It's been a fun-filled and exciting last few weeks with the team as we gear up for our final competitions of the regular season, and everything's been going really, really well in our world. And so take us through the timeline here since we last talked a month ago. What have you guys been up to? Have you had any competitions? Are there any on the horizon? And kind of what's it been like with your schedule? Sure, sure. So in uh, in 2022, we had two competitions just to get our feet wet and get those first few rounds of scores. And then we took four weeks off from competing jazz and five weeks off from competing kick. And those four and five weeks, we're not spent as time off, that's for sure. The team really got down, really worked hard on their technique, on their strength training, stamina, all of the things to come back in 2023 and hopefully see an increase in scores. And that's exactly what we've seen. We competed our jazz routines in Bagley the first week of January, and our scores went up significantly for JV and varsity. So it really proved to the team, to the coaches, the community that all of that work, that time spent off from competing, really paid off. And then this past week on Monday, we competed in Little Falls, both our kick and our jazz routines, primarily against double and triple A teams. And our scores still continued to rise, which was awesome to see. Now for the future, we have a competition in DGF for our conference championship. We have one more regular season competition in Holly for our JV and varsity team. And then we kick it off with sections in Wadena on February 4th for our final regular season competition. And we are fired up and we cannot wait to continue to get those scores to continue to see them rise. And, you know, it, you mentioned uh, February 4th. That's not too far around the corner. Uh, just This season feels like it's been going by pretty quick for you guys uh, uh, in uh, throughout the last couple months. Just how fun has it been uh, with the girls and just uh, with this team and seeing them grow over uh, the last couple months? Because I remember the last time we talked, you said a bit of a younger team trying to get their feet wet, get their confidence. How fun has it been to see them grow? It's been nothing short of amazing to work with this team. I truly feel really lucky to to know them and to be able to work with them um this, this young team is just so vibrant so full of energy and they they work they want this more than anything so it's just so fulfilling to see them grow grow as a team work together work individually and see all of those skills really start to become mastered and makes me and my assistant coach really excited for what's to come in the next season and you talk about those strides that this team has made. In what areas have you seen them make the biggest strides? Has it been technique? Has it been just confidence? What has it been uh, for this team that you've seen them take the biggest leap? I think from beginning of season to now, that confidence would be the number one biggest area of improvement. Our first competition, 
you know, we sent a bunch of new girls, young girls, new girls to our program, girls who have never danced before out onto the floor. And it was noticeable. You could tell this was some of their first performances in front of an audience ever or first performance on a high school team or those returning from last season, their first performance of the season. And it showed there were nerves, there were mistakes, there were, it shows on their face. And that's one of our score categories is presentation. Just do they look like they know what they're doing? Do they look like they're enjoying themselves? Are they selling the theme? Are they selling our routine? And that score was low across the board for us. And that's something that it's hard to teach. You know, you can say fake it till you make it, but unless you're truly living it, truly feeling it, that score won't go up as significantly as it could. And that has been an area of extreme growth all season. These girls, every time before we go out and perform, I tell them, this isn't your first time. This isn't your first set of scores. You know exactly what you're doing. You've spent how many hours on this routine. You know what to do. You know what you're doing. Rely on that and show it. And that that confidence and that knowing that I belong here has grown significantly across the board for our team this season. And now as you look forward to some of the meets that you have coming up here, what would you say is one area where you still want your team maybe to kind of keep developing or maybe one area where you really want to polish as you try and kind of crescendo towards the end of the season? I think our biggest area of focus for the high kick category has been our kick height. During practices, during kick drills, this team kicks extremely high. They have beautiful high kicks, beautiful long legs. And it really shows. And then when we put the team out onto the floor, you get tired. Your adrenaline, and we talked about this during practice, your adrenaline peaks at the very beginning of your dance. You're really excited. The music starts. You hear it. You're pumped. You get through your first third of your routine, and your adrenaline crashes. You're like, I'm only a third of the way through. I have a whole bunch left. I've got to save some energy. So we've been working on that second third of the dance where they really start to plateau and lull on their energy levels and on their kick height of how can we maximize on that? How can we push ourselves just a little bit more to get to the final third of your dance where your second wind kicks in? So making sure the middle chunk of our dance that our kicks can stay as high as they are capable has been a huge focus of ours because that's where your kick height scores go way down. And the same thing goes for jazz for our turn technique. That, that adrenaline, it peaks, and you start to get tired mid-dance until you get your second wind, and it's how can we merge our first wind of energy and our second wind together. So we've really, really been focusing on that during practices. I mean, yeah, you bring up a great point, and something that people who don't follow dance probably don't pick up on is the little things like that, and it's interesting uh, to look at it that way and to see uh, that kind of insight on that. So thanks for sharing that with us, and, and that way you want your team to, to improve on a little bit in the last couple weeks here as you guys prepare. And looking at your team now, like you said, a young group, a group that's trying to get their confidence, trying to, to balance out that adrenaline a little bit over the course of their routine who would you say are a couple girls who you really think have been working their tails off somebody who has been day in and day out in practice really improving and, and has taken a big stride this season oh um that list could be very long but really the girls that have stood out to me and to my other coach is just for their all-around hard work the whole season and really taking leadership, taking ownership of what they need to work on. I would say one that really stands out to me would be our ninth grader, Hayden Olson. She is battling injury, but she works so unbelievably hard 
And one that I noticed, I typically don't watch when we do our routines because I know she's doing the right thing. I know she's kicking high. I know she's sharp. I know I don't have to correct her. Every once in a while, I'll watch her. And if I tell her something once, it is fixed the next time. I don't have to watch again. She is a coach's dream. So that's the number one that really stands out to me that's just worked so incredibly hard through everything this season. And for you, uh, Coach Horn, as well, throughout this season and how things have been going for, for your team, this is also you know, kind of a, a, a new thing for you in the program with first couple years now uh, trying to get that under your belt. Uh, how do you think you've grown as a coach since you've uh, headed the dance program? Oh, I, I can't even describe the amount of strides I feel I've grown as a coach in my coaching confidence from last season to this season. It's unbelievable. I, I feel much more confident in what I'm doing in planning sections and going to competitions and knowing that, you know, the team belongs there, I belong there in this role, and that we, we're right along our competition now so it's just been really great to see that confidence grow in myself and now having another coach with me another person to get insight and opinions that's been absolutely wonderful to see this coaching bond grow with us this season and it's all around just been great I've been really excited this whole season I've already started to think about next season and the opportunities that this team will have I feel so so, so close with this group of girls and this team, and I'm thrilled that I only have one senior to say goodbye to this season because I, I don't think I could bear saying goodbye to any of them. So, We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek, head dance coach. Used to be Maddie Johnson, now she's Maddie Horn. Maddie, we appreciate the time uh, taking uh, that you take with us to come on the program and give us that insight on the dance team. Best of luck in your upcoming meets, and we look forward to talking with you later on in the season to recap how those went. Thank you. You know, we talk about the basketballs and the wrestlings and the hockeys and all that that go on during the winter sports season, but also highlighting the Nordic skiing, the jazz, uh, the one-act play, all of this other stuff that goes on throughout the year. Really fun to see some of these other uh, activities and sports getting the uh, the recognition that sometimes they don't always get. So awesome to see the strides being taken by Coach Horn and the dance team there. We're going to take a break, and when we come back on Wolverines Weekly, we're going to talk with head boys basketball coach Kevin Toomberg and head girls basketball coach Jordan Cressip. We also have interviews with the boys hockey team, the wrestling team, and our Wolverine Player of the Week, all coming up on Wolverines Weekly. Don't go anywhere. Wolverines Weekly will be back in a moment. We're back with more Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with head boys basketball coach Kevin Toomberg. And coach, you haven't been able to get a ton of games in over the last week, but you guys did have an overtime matchup against Pillager that we didn't get a chance to talk about last week, so might as well do that now. How'd that game go for you? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, two road games back-to-back last week, a Thursday, Friday um, at Aiken and then at Pillager, and both games ending up with overtime wins. Uh, so you got to love that, going on the road, whether no matter how you do it, uh, coming away with a win. But the uh, the Pillager game was just kind of a, a close back-and-forth game uh, all game long. And Pillager, with about four minutes, had a lead. I don't, can't remember exactly. It was maybe about five, six-point lead. Um, and it was one of those things where we just had to bear down again and uh, really get some stops and get some scores. And Peyton Church, again, came up clutch for us. Um, on Thursday night, he had hit a big three for us to, to get us into overtime. Um, and then... In the 
um, or maybe it was in overtime. I get my games confused here. But then against Pillager, he had a huge three with like 10 seconds to go um, to tie it up to get it to overtime. And then in overtime, we kind of took over and uh, we ended up winning by seven. But all around great game. And then we had some clutch shots and some clutch defensive plays. Uh, Nate Peterson, uh, he was one at the end of regulation. Uh, so we had tied it up with like 10 seconds left. They ran a play and had a guy um, kind of break free or break by one of our guys, and Nate Peterson stepped in and took a charge. Um, so it was a huge, huge defensive play there for him and for our team, um, and it ended up leading to a win. You know, and you mentioned uh, his name, Nate Peterson. Just talk about how he's come along this season, kind of been somebody who's had some sneaky good games and just kind of been st- uh, stacking them on top of each other here. Yeah, Nate's been one of those guys that, uh, you know, like I've told him all along, that he's kind of our spark. Um, you know, he, he's definitely uh, playing extremely well uh, where he could uh, absolutely be fighting and competing for that starting spot. Um, but, you know, one thing that you, you can't replace and is like an energy boost, and he definitely brings that um, no matter how we start a game, whether we're starting on a big run or we're starting kind of in a little bit of a rut, uh, when you know when you throw in Nate, he's going to just bring energy and enthusiasm and um, hard work. Uh, he's one guy that downstairs, or downstairs, down low, um, he's one of our bullies. Uh, we don't have too many of those kind of guys that are just going to go in and uh, push people around and really do the dirty work uh, where Nate's more than willing to to get his hands dirty as far as that kind of stuff goes. Um, and he, so he's had some big, just big moments, um, especially last week in the overtime game, some huge rebounds, um, some putbacks, different things that just, uh, things are just really coming along great for him. Uh, and we're excited to kind of see where his, the rest of his season goes. And now as you look forward, you didn't have a, a chance to play Sabika this week. That game got rescheduled. But now you have a couple games on the horizon here. You're going on a little bit of a road trip. Kind of give us some insight on that, Coach. Yeah, last night we were supposed to go to Sabika. Um, unfortunately, they had some uh, from their coaching staff, well, all of their coaching staff, uh, out due to sickness. So uh, we were unable to go over there and play that. Um, but tonight uh, we head up to Crookston, and we actually play East Grand Forks uh, tomorrow afternoon. So we're spending the night up north. Uh, it'll be a fun little road trip for the guys. A lot of them are pretty excited because they haven't gotten the chance to um, kind of go on like a sleepover or any overnight trips with their uh, with a team before. Um, so they're they're jacked to be able to get back to the hotel and play their NBA 2K or Madden or whatever the heck it is that they do. Um, but they're they're so excited to just get up there and just bond as a team. Um, and on top of that, we we've been reminding them that don't get uh, don't get confused. Like it's going to be a fun little trip, but at the same time. Uh, we got two huge games as far as section opponents go uh, with Crookston tonight. Uh, Crookston sitting a little bit below 500, but they're always a solid team that gives you a good battle. Um, you know, they're sitting, uh, again, like I said, they're a section team, section opponent. And with all the QRF and how that kind of stuff works, uh, one of the tiebreakers is section wins. Um, so anytime you can play somebody in a section, doesn't matter where they are or how they are, um, getting section wins are huge. And then the real big one that we're uh, – we're, we're really excited for is tomorrow against East Grand Forks. Um, I think we're sitting, they seed our section one through 16. Um, and right now we're like the seven or eight seed. And I believe East Grand Forks is just right ahead of us, like at the five or six seed. Um, so it's going to be a huge game as far as just tiebreakers go and just overall section uh, standings. I think if uh, we can get that win, it'll definitely help us uh, with some better playoff seeding down the road. And to try and get that better playoff seeding, to try and get that push in the section standings, what are you looking for out of your team uh, in each of those two games? Uh, the biggest thing tonight is just to take care of business and not look ex- or, uh, look past Crookston. 
um, based off their record and compared, like we everybody knows, um, in within our house anyways, uh, that East Grand's probably the better opponent. Um, East Grand and Crookston played, and East Grand beat them by 20 or whatever it was. Uh, but it's going to be a big thing tonight is to not lose focus of who is our opponent our opponent tonight. Uh, make sure we take care of business tonight. Uh, play as you know hard as we can. If we if we play solid, um, fundamentally defensively, take care of the ball offensively, um, we should have a good chance for some success tonight. Uh, and then tomorrow it's going to be a grind. Uh, tomorrow is going to be a really big back and forth game. Uh, East Grand Forks came to our host last year, and uh, I think we beat them by like two, but it was a high-scoring, up-and-down game, uh, a really tight, close game, and they really didn't graduate a whole lot, um, a couple of their big studs, and we also graduated just a couple guys. So uh, it should be a, a big battle and a big test. Um, and ultimately, win or lose, it's going to give us a good idea. I mean, with them sitting like five, six in the section, uh, if we think we're one of those caliber teams that belong towards the top of the section, um, this is a really good test just to see that, yeah, we do indeed belong, or, hey, here's what we got to work on to make sure we get to that um, that spot in the section. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned it as well, kind of getting that overnight trip, getting uh, uh, that time with the team to kind of bond and to do all that fun stuff, and then two big games. It's just going to be a really memorable weekend coming up for WDC boys basketball here in the the 2022-23 season what's been the message to your guys though uh, on the road trip as you guys are uh going up obviously going to be driving up way to crookston and then having the overnight driving to east grand forks has there been any kind of message to them uh uh throughout this uh kind of weekend uh the biggest thing um we talked about a little bit about like tonight um after the crookston game uh win or lose like just to be smart about the night um, you know, and I'm not even talking about like doing, you know, things they shouldn't be doing just as far as, uh, going to bed and getting a good night's rest and all that kind of stuff, because it really is a big, a big game the next day. It'd be a completely different story if we were just spending the night to, you know, have fun or go do a little ice fishing tomorrow. But, uh, knowing that we have a huge section game the next day, it's one of those things where, you know, enjoy it, have a great time together as a team, have a lot of fun uh, bonding with all of us, uh, but at the same time, understand why we're having this overnight trip and what we're going up there to do and uh, try to stay focused on that. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys basketball coach Kevin Toomberg. Coach, thanks for the time. Best of luck in these uh, two upcoming games you have, and we look forward to breaking them down with you next week. I right, appreciate it. Talk to you next week. Well, we've talked before with some of the other teams, and normally it's like a beginning of the season road trip or maybe one of those Christmas break tournament kind of deals, but nevertheless, it's still fun to have one of those weekends where you can head up, get a couple games in, just have a weekend to be with your teammates, with your coaches, and make it an overall fun experience, and to boot a couple big games for the Wolverine boys basketball team this weekend up in Crookston and even further north and east. Grand Forks. Now let's check in with a team that was able to squeeze in a couple games this week in the girls basketball team. On Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with head girls basketball coach Jordan Cressip and a coach. We're able to get a game in this week. Just talk about how that one went up in Sabika. Sabika always a, a tough and, and physical team. We always we always know that they have a, a couple good players, um, and and they played well, especially that first half. We kind of started out slow. We. Uh, Fell in love with the the outside shot. I think we were two for sixteen from three in that first half. And uh, Speaker went zone and kind of you know they kind of disrupted our our rhythm there. And um, so we had a halftime deficit. And then second half we came out and um, started playing a little bit better def- defensively and uh, forced a few turnovers and got our offense going that way. And um, really just more aggressive in that second half and and did a lot 
a lot better things in that that second half overall. Uh, but to come out with a, a victory over um, a a physical Sabika team at, at their place, we you know we'll uh, we'll take those. And, you know, like you mentioned, a tough physical game. It was something both coaches heading into uh, that game talked about. And to see that kind of happen, and how do you think your girls responded and just what did you like out of them uh, in a physical game like that? Yeah, I, I really I really do like how we responded to their uh, physicality. Um, and and that's, you know, represented with the uh, the foul totals. I feel like Sabiko um, was kind of racking up the fouls there, and, and we were not. So that means, you know, we were, we were staying composed. We were keeping our cool even when we were under pressure and uh, a lot of different things going on. So, um, yeah, I thought we handled it, handled it pretty well for the most part, except, you know, first half, I feel like we could have been, been more aggressive offensively. And somebody who did get aggressive offensively in the second half was Maddie Karsten, racking up 25 total points in the game. But a majority of that coming in the second half when you guys really needed uh, to string some points together, and you guys did, and a big reason why you won that game uh, with her kind of taking over offensively. How important has it been to have her back this year, and how important was it to have her in that game? Yeah, incredibly important. She was kind of our leader there in the second half. She's she's our senior leader, and uh, yeah, she kind of took over offensively, and um, really defensively too. So um, to have to have our our senior leader really really step up both on offense and defense is is great for for you know kind of our younger girls to see that hey you know what if we want to uh, come up with victories and and come up uh, big and in times of need we need to do it on on both ends of the ball and we need to to trust all the work that we put in because Maddie's put in a lot of work and. Um, I feel like that's where her, her confidence comes from, and she was able to knock down some shots and get a little land one there, and um, that really got us going. And just talk about how that can kind of affect. I know you mentioned, you know, kind of rubbing off on the younger players just seeing it, but can you also tell it uh, on the bench when you're in the timeouts and just on the floor, just kind of how having a player get into a groove like that can really just impact the team? Oh yeah, yep, yep, um, and that's that's exactly what happened. And. Um, you know, during timeouts, we're we're shouting her, shouting her out, and calling her up, and 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 everybody sees that and hears that and and knows that hey, that's that's what uh, that's what leadership is. You know that that's what it looks like. You know, we talk about it a lot, but um, sometimes giving kids a, a visual representation of of what uh, you know um, hard work and, and leadership looks like is is very important for everybody to see. And coach, we didn't even get to last week's win over Frazee last Friday at the WDC Middle High School Gymnasium. How important is it to get that eight double A win as you try and build toward playoff time? Yeah, that one that one's a huge one. You know, especially with a, a tough Frazee team who I think just beat DGF earlier in the week. And so they they're they're young, but they will they will win some games, that is for sure, because they play incredibly hard and they've got some talent. And um so They'll they'll continue to rack up the wins and it's an eight double A win and you know we see it by by QRF and you know when you get those those good wins against good teams and um, against the section teams that that really that really helps um, and really helps come come seeding here in uh, here in about a month when we are when we're seeding for for the section tournament so that was a big win um, I thought we really really played well in that second half and and responded to some adversity pretty well. 
And you had the Park Region Conference win earlier in the week against Sabika. And as we're recording this Friday morning, you guys have a game coming up against Verndale tonight. And just for you guys to get that, uh, another win in Park Region Conference play and a rematch uh, against Verndale already playing him earlier this season, what are you guys going to have to do to get the win? Yeah, we're going to have to look to discipline offensively and, and defensively because um, that's, that's Verndale's M.O. They're really good. They're really solid. They they take care of the ball. They, they play a tough defense. They rebound the ball well, and they've got um, Johnson back. We didn't play against her earlier in the year, and she's a good ball handler and good athlete. Um, she's also a good defender. So, um, you know, with Ludovici and then, and then Blaha as well, they, uh, they present some matchup problems, so we're going to have to be play tough, um, you know, play, play physical, um, and, and really just take care of the ball, get good shots, and, and trust each other on offense and then get after them defensively. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head girls basketball coach Jordan Cressip. Coach, thanks for the time and letting us check in on your team, and we'll talk to you again next week. Sounds good. See you today. Thank you. Some nice wins getting stacked up against each other for the WDC girls basketball program. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk with head hockey coach Scott Woods on his team's two overtime performances this week. We'll also chat with head coach Brad Wollum of the wrestling team and get an update on how they're doing in the late weeks of January. It's all coming up on Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. We'll be right back with more insight from players and coaches after the break. Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Your home for Wadena Deer Creek Athletics is KWAD. Here's more Wolverines Weekly. We're talking with head of boys hockey coach Scott Woods on Wolverines Weekly and Coach Woods, I'm talking to you uh, Friday morning, uh, the morning after an impressive overtime victory at home against Northern Lakes. Quite the night at the Wadena Ice Arena. Just what was going through your mind during that game? Well, it was just it was exciting. You know, that's just <clears throat> we've like in every, every other sports team, you go through injuries and illness and you know things like that where it it throws your team off for a little bit. And you know where we didn't play last week the whole week, and I thought on Tuesday then we weren't quite as sharp and got through that game and then it, it carried into last night where we we looked more like our team you know it was fun to see it was you know we thought we we had the better of the shots in the first two period and we found ourselves down two to nothing and and it was it was really good to kind of give them a good pep talk in between those two periods of just you know getting on them a little bit but not so much i mean we we played good and just kind of that reminder of we've been the one to give up some goals and let games get away from us in the third. And it's time we flip that role. If we're going to get ready for playoffs and be a good playoff team, we need to start finishing games in the third. And it was quite the exciting thing to be down two nothing and then um, get it all the way back to, we got up to three to two and took a late penalty. And unfortunately they scored in the power play to tie it up and, and then went to overtime and found a way to, or a nice goal to put it away. Well, and it's like you mentioned, you know, there were some things that happened uh, in that in those first two periods that nobody's fault, just kind of the puck doesn't quite bounce your way. Uh, I believe there was a time uh, uh, where the goalie for Northern Lakes didn't have a stick or something along those lines and shot yep. up there and it got stuck in the pad and all that. And, I mean, it's, it's just kind of those little things. Um, and, yeah, what was the, how did the players receive that when you guys kind of told them that message of, uh, you know, you're in good positions, you're in the right spot? Uh, how did they re- – obviously they responded on the ice but what was it when you were telling them that in between the periods how did they respond well I, I think a lot of it is we just had to tell them you got to trust our experiences you know all four of us as coaches have been doing this a long long time and 
you know, we've seen a lot and just kind of said, you have to trust us that you're going to get in funks where you're not. Normally we're a high-scoring team. And, you know, against Spark Rapids the other night, we only scored a couple that's not like us. Didn't give our goalie enough support. And, and it was the same thing. He said, our goalie's playing well. He stepped in, you know, getting his second start of, of his career. And he's played well. The two goals that went in were screen tips. And he didn't really have much of a chance on them. And um, so it was like, it's time to step up for him and the rest of the team. And, and just find ways to get pucks to the net. You know, we worked on that in practice the day before that they don't all need to be pretty. You know, when we had opportunities, you're right, he dropped his stick. We had the pipe a couple times. We had a 2-0 that didn't go in. Um, and, you know, and, and we want everybody. We need to get more secondary scoring. But even our top line, you know, they get relied on so heavily that tried to tell them it's not all on you. Everybody's got to come out in this third and play well. And, um, and you know, they did find ways to score. And then, you know, all three of those guys – on that line are playing well and capable of scoring, but they do get in funks, you know, where, uh, you know, like Cole is had, had moving it so well, but <clears throat> can't seem to get the puck to go in the net. So he's moving it well. His line mates, Connor and Aaron are scoring. Um, but I told each of those guys and especially him, it's going to come. Those things happen. You go through that in every sport, you know, like you're having a batting slump or, a, you know, whatever it might be in another sport, you just got to keep grinding through it. And eventually the pucks start going in and, and they did, you know, being down 2 nothing, it's not a, we're not a team that's going to hang your head and think it's over. They just, we got one, and then as soon as we got the second one, you could just hear it on the bench. They were, they were pumped for that and knew that we're good enough to go win this game and put it away, and it was, it was a big win. And, you know, like you said, able to respond and tie the game, take the lead. But then that that penalty late, and then they get the goal, uh, does Northern Lakes. You guys go to overtime. How is your team responding kind of after giving up that late goal in the third period and going into OT? The part that I really loved with that is they didn't, there was absolutely nobody hanging their head like, oh, no, here we go. I mean, they were just, this is our game. We're going to go win this thing. We're not going to lose two games in a row in overtime because they felt like we probably should have won the night before, a couple nights before at Park Rapids. And, um, but, but they also know that overtime it can go, anything can happen. So usually that's where we're talking about getting pucks to the net. It doesn't always have to be pretty. And then take care of it in your own end. You can't have turnovers. Uh, again, much like in any other sport, you don't want to turn it over in your own end and, and give them chances. So I, they definitely were, were feeling good, and it, it was – you know, it got fairly late in overtime where both teams got a few good chances, and, and we were really late enough where it was get our top line out there, try to score, and if it didn't happen, possibly take a timeout and get them right back out there and try and score. Unfortunately, they scored on that shift, and, um, you know, then the excitement is from there because it's, you know, in our case, that's a big win. Northern Lakes, um, we don't get to play Alexandria. Northern Lakes beat them, um, so that definitely gives us, a nice leg up in seating at this point still a long season but it, it definitely was a big win and like you said still a long way to go in the season but you also mentioned you know the the aspirations of this team to make a run and getting some of these close wins the hard-fought wins having to come from behind that's a part of that and building up that swagger and doing all of that but how do you think that impacts uh, your team in terms of come playoff time how important is a win like this uh for your team's composure your confidence all that stuff I really do believe it goes a long ways. I mean, we really talked last night, like, let's treat this like a playoff game. I mean, in, in essence, sometimes it kind of is. It, it's, it's putting you in a certain position for seeding, giving you a better opportunity to win a quarterfinal match, um, and just the atmosphere. You know, the place was packed. Unfortunately, the boys' basketball team ended up getting postponed, so I think we added some some fans that way. And, you know, sometimes that's a nice thing. We, we love to be able to go. You know, I've been to 
the basketball games, you know, I haven't got to as many as I'd like because our schedules get crazy, but we try to get to each other's events and support each other. And, and it's kind of nice when you get a big crowd like that, when it, when the timing works out, when you don't both have a game on the same night <clears throat> to be able to come over and support WDC, no matter who's playing, uh, just makes it a great atmosphere. So between the fans and the fact of who we were playing, um, kind of what's on the line, we we just said this is like a playoff game right now, and you, you've got to be able to play in that. Uh, they were a little chippy, I thought, last night. You know, the, kind of a little bit of a rough game where that's really good, too, is to say come playoff time, somebody's going to try and get under your skin. They're going to try and get you to take penalties. Referees are going to miss penalties. That's part of the job. you you got to be able to battle through. Those are all playoff-type atmosphere things, and and I thought our kids really handled that well. I mean, it was it was fun to see. They kept their composure and, and came out on top. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys hockey coach Scott Woods after an impressive overtime win against Northern Lakes 4-3. to Coach, thanks for the time, and we look forward to talking with you next week. Right. Thanks again. We always appreciate the coverage. A really nice overtime win for the Wolverines, 4-3 to over Northern Lakes, a tough, tough team. And it was a great game to listen to, and we had it over on the Superstation K106 as part of our coverage of Wolverine hockey. Dan Terhar, Jamie Pettit did a great job on the call in that game. Now we're going to go from the rink to the mat. We're going to check in on the wrestling team. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with head wrestling coach Brad Wollum. And, Coach, just give me an update. How's the last week been for your team? Uh, it's been been pretty tough. Uh, we've had a lot of injuries as of late. Uh, if anybody's been watching the box scores, they've probably been seeing a lot of forfeits. Um, you know, we didn't have many forfeits early in the season. Um, we've had a lot of forfeits recently. But that's just we've had a lot of guys uh, injured, you know, some pretty big injuries. Um, but, um, and some illnesses, stuff like that. So it's been been slow on the team side of things, uh, but we're really hoping that uh, next week we're back in full force and ready to finish that season strong. Yeah, so like you said, the injury's taken their toll a little bit here, and you guys are getting ready for that kind of final push in the season. What's the message been to the kids in practice as you're kind of working through the last uh, couple weeks of January? Well, we always know, you know, I always preach that January is a grind. Um, that is when the injuries happen. It's no surprise. That's definitely for sure. Um, and our kids have actually handled the adversity really well. Um, you know, we've had, gosh, I think there's three torn meniscus on the team. Um, <laughs> just all three just kind of fluke things. Uh, they didn't really happen necessarily, you know, wrestling, wrestling and matches or stuff. We're just kind of weird stuff. But uh, they're handling it well. Um, every kid's got a game plan. Um, they know that, you know, sitting out midseason is not the end of the world. Um, it's just about how we finish here come February and hopefully carry it on into March. And like you said, trying to carry that on into February, into March. As you guys uh, get into these final couple weeks of practice, um, what are you guys fine-tuning? What are you trying to get ready for as, uh, you know, we're already looking towards uh, uh, February, just a couple weeks away? Well, um, I'd like to see you know us finish uh, January strong here. We've got uh, actually two, four, five duels uh, this last week of January uh, coming up here. We've got a Tuesday triangular up in Park Rapids versus Park Rapids and Crosby. I think that'd be a great a great situation where if we're healthy, everybody makes weight. We could uh, you know go two and zero on Tuesday. Uh, Thursday, we've got uh, parents' night at the elementary school. We've got Frazee, who's a a state state uh, 
caliber team. Um, you know, that'll be a tough one. But then we got Barnesville, another winnable duel. So, you know, ideally we go one and one on Thursday at Parents Night. And then we have Friday, our postponed OTC uh, duel in Underwood. And again, another very winnable one. So I really think just preaching to kids, we start, you know, believing in ourselves. Uh, we could go four and one next week. That's a huge, huge uh, momentum swing. And then, um, and then I think, you know, then that'll start kind of building on everybody as we get to conference and the sections and stuff like that. And, you know, the kids have been responding well. Uh, Brandon Wheeler had a really great tournament in Parker's Prairie. He took first. Uh, Kobe Enders also took first. He beat, uh, he actually pinned a, a state ranked opponent. Um, and then lately, Matthew Wigscheid, too, has been really turning it up. Um, he just had a great, great night against Holdenford and Bertha Hewitt, Burndale. And uh, he's looking good, too. And now as you get into those, uh, uh, like you said, you're seeing some of these guys kind of turn corners or really developing strong at the end of the season or towards that kind of second half of it. As a coach and as a coaching staff, kind of what what has been the improvements with that or just kind of how have they been developing all season long and, and just kind of how does that impact your team? Uh, it's just mental confidence, I think. You know, the technique is, like we talked about earlier, it uh, – it seems like when you, you know, show a move, that's what they do, but then they kind of forget about all the other moves that they had learned. Um, now it's just kind of tying them together. They do know the stuff. Uh, so the message is just kind of taking the stuff from early part of the season, mixing it with the stuff from this mid part of the season, and just kind of, you know, putting it together. So we've been doing a lot of mindset stuff, uh, you know, just kind of talking about uh, self-talk, you know, what these guys are telling themselves in their head, you know, before a match or even during a match. Um, and you're seeing that some kids are starting to, you know, apply that. Not every kid's going to turn at the same time. You know, that that's just uh, the reality of it. But I think we've got a couple kids turning the corner and then a couple more are eventually going to follow suit and then life will be good. And for you, Coach Wollum, uh, just kind of in your first couple of years here of WDC wrestling and being in charge of the program, now this year specifically, and, and as you're in the month of January in the second half of the year, where do you feel like you as a coach have developed and kind of feel like, I have a better handle on this, or like maybe there's some things I did last year that I feel like we're going to change this year, or just how has that been for you and, and this process? Um, I think for me, uh, it used to be so reactive in my coaching. You know, I would maybe get discouraged to, you know, our losses. Um, and now I just kind of like, you know what, that is what it is. Um, we just, injuries, you can't do anything about that, not to get overly frustrated. And just, uh, you know, hone in on each kid. Each kid is super important, whether you're a seventh grader all the way to a senior. Um, just working with each kid individually building a game plan, um, preaching the same message to each kid because uh, they are, you know, they are a really tight group, uh, all these kids on the team. And we kind of saw that with the 7th, 8th, and ninth graders competed in Purim at the Minnesota ninth grade league team qualifier. That was the first time ever. And my goodness, those kids in school, that's all they've been talking about <laughs> all week, which is awesome. They're super excited they're there for each other. You know, some kids had a bad day, but there were teammates there, you know, cheering them on, um, even in school, you know, picking them, picking each other up. So that's been really, really nice to see.
And as a coach, like you said, something really, really nice to see, just obviously for the seeing the kids come together and do all that great stuff, but just in terms of building a program and kind of trying to get a core together, and, and that's something that's got to make you look forward to that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I guess to go back to your previous question, two things I've learned is just to utilize help. Um, I've had a lot of help in the room this year, which has been tremendously helpful. Um, I've been able to do less physical wrestling with the kids, and I can actually sit back and watch a practice. I can go, you know, help kids, help groups individually. Um, and I got, got other guys in the room that are able to, like, sneak in, you know, and work one-on-one with other guys, you know, and just say, hey, I want you working with, uh, you know, Johnny on a single leg, okay? He's really he needs to learn how to finish that single leg or whatever the scenario is. But just utilizing that help, um, I've got no problem delegating. I know my weaknesses and uh, just using those guys to, you know, help help uh, in the room. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head wrestling coach Brad Wollum. Coach, thanks for the time, and we look forward to talking with you next week. Yeah, have a good week. There's Coach Woolham talking about his wrestling team and how he feels like they have an opportunity for a nice week ahead and just how they've been building throughout the course of January. Well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll chat with our Wolverine Player of the Week, a senior on the boys' basketball team, Peyton Church. That's coming up next on Wolverines Weekly. Wolverines Weekly, the only place to hear right from the Wadena Deer Creek coaches and athletes. You're listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Time now for another Wolverine Player of the Week, and we're joined by a junior on the boys' basketball team. It's Peyton Church. Peyton, how's your season been going so far? Uh, it's been going great so far. It's just been so fun playing with the boys. We've got a 7-3 record going, and it's just it's been going great. Last week, your team had a big overtime win in Aiken thanks to your game-winning shot, Peyton. What was it like when you had that ball up in the air, and just how fun was it to sink the game-winning shot? Just for you win, I guess. It felt great, you know, and it's just, I had the easy part. You know, my teammates set me up, my coach drew up the play. And that was just one of the two overtime wins the boys' basketball team had last week. How important is it to get these close, hard-fought wins? It feels so good. It's the best part of the game, in my opinion. I just love how competitive it gets, and with those close games, it's been very competitive lately, and that's the main thing, for sure. What do you think you do best on the court? I would probably say my shooting. Peyton, how much fun do you have out there with your teammates? It's great. I love those boys. Great to be around them. Good luck throughout the season, Peyton. Thank you. There's the final buzzer. Thanks for listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Tune in next Saturday morning for more from the coaches and players. If you missed any of the show or want to listen at a later time, go to wadinaradio.com.